0: I'm Adrian, and you're listening to Into the Grooves, a podcast dedicated to all things vinyl. Join me as I speak to vinyl collectors from all over the globe about their love and passion for spinning music on vinyl. So my special guest for this episode is somebody who also lives in the UK and someone who I know quite well. We've, um, gone record shopping in person together. We always talk about vinyl and music, um, day in and day out. So I just thought, why not, um, get this person on the podcast. Uh, so I'd just like to welcome Nick. How you doing? Oh, that was my cue, right? Hi everyone. Yes. I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to this episode. Um, first of all, whereabouts in the UK do you live, Nick? just to tell our listeners so i live in london in london oh good old london yeah i'm so well i'm jealous but i'm not so i used to live in london um come back we miss you (laughs) well yeah don't tempt me because like i really do love living in manchester it's a nice change of pace um i have my own place here i can spin my vinyl um, and play it as loud as I want without having to annoy other housemates. Whereas like in London, you know, like it's very difficult to live on your own. Um, but you live on your own. I'm right? living
1: proof. i proof. D- living yeah, I live on my own. I do
0: it. Okay. So if you can do it, maybe I can, but <sighs> I was in London for eight and a half years. So I just feel like Manchester is where I need to be right now. Maybe until I get over it, till I get sick of it um but even then i think i'd rather move to the states i think i'd rather move to new york than back to london i i'm just hearing excuses
1: i feel like you actually want to be in london for now before you go to the states so yeah i don't know i don't
0: know (laughs) like been there done that
1: fair okay but still everything happens here
0: (laughs) yeah no you're right and i do miss it and i really do enjoy coming back and visiting like every time i come back and visit I always have a great time and I always realise that I do miss London. Um, (laughs) um, But, you know, the last time I was there, we we met up, didn't we? Or was it the time before? No, we
1: met up. I feel like we've met every time you've been to London. Yeah, we
0: have. Yeah, yeah. And we go record shopping, all our favourite spots. Like, what are some of our favourite spots? Like Sister Ray sister
1: ray um we always go to actually we've not been to rough trade together
0: no we haven't actually no we've been to all the ones in central like central london so like is it reckless records
1: yeah reckless records sister ray and then there is there is actually a new rough trade that's opened in soho are you kidding yeah there's a new one it's like underground um i forgot the shop but it's underground
0: oh how did i not know this
1: yeah maybe next time you come down or if you lived here, you'd know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe you can convince me to move back. Maybe by the end of this episode, we'll see. Um, but that's exciting about Rough Trade. Uh, Rough Trade is one of my favourite record stores, actually. Um but is this one a lot smaller than the than the main the main one in um, shortage?
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 a small one. Um, it doesn't have like a huge huge selection, and it's probably got like only like brand new releases, not used stuff. Okay. So just like brand new releases, they are participating in record store day. However, I did ask.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Speaking of, is there anything on the list that you are going to be getting?
1: I mean, like every other gay and his mother the taylor swift one but that's not the main one for me main one for me is ellie Goulding, halcyon nights i have wanted that on vinyl for the longest time. i think i said this to you not too long ago that it was coming and it came
0: yeah well i'm not a massive fan but i do know that you love her um so that's very exciting i i'm not going to be one of those who um will be purchasing taylor swift so that will not happen um so at least i don't have to fight over that um, fight with everyone over that. (laughs) Um, I'm only going to get, I'm only going to get the Madonna American life one, the remixes, which is kind of a random release, but very cool. I definitely have to add it to my collection. Like it's a must.
1: It's cool. It's on my list as well, for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we should get into the episode and the first segment, um, is one called 10 questions in 10 minutes. So I'm dreading this. Oh, okay. Why? Because it's just on the spot and I'm so
1: nervous, but... So I'm guessing okay. you know what it
0: is then. You've listened to my podcast. Oh, I'm an avid listener of your show. Oh, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, for anyone <laughs> who doesn't know, a- any listeners who um, don't know what uh, this segment is about, I'm going to ask Nick 10 questions about Vital and... He's got about a minute, approximately a minute or so. It doesn't matter if it goes over time, but about a minute to answer each one. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Cool. So the first question is, when did you start collecting vinyl and why?
1: So I more or less started collecting like in the mid noughties, I'd say. Like, nah, no, wrong. 2010 to 2020s, I started properly. Okay. Um, I... I grew up in like the CD era. So like the start of like my music collection was CDs. Uh-huh. And then like I started collecting vinyl for like the artists that like I specifically collected. So at the time it was like Kylie, Gaga, like Ellie, like Marina. So every time they'd release a vinyl, I would buy it. But then it moved into like a solid vinyl collection. I want to say in like 2017, that's when I started expanding the vinyl like world started to expand lots of albums started to get pressed and I preferred the the medium of vinyl anyway so yeah that's kind of when I
0: started yeah okay so I mean I guess at that time it wasn't vinyl wasn't such a big thing um it kind of had moved from you know uh vinyl to CDs and then you know streaming and downloads and that kind of thing so I guess I I do remember that time uh, where there wasn't much vinyl available. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as popular as, as it is now. I remember
1: the tiniest section in HMV. It was just like one small section. Yeah, that like...
0: yeah. That was when I worked at HMV. Um, I worked at HMV when I first moved to London um, 10 years ago. And I remember upstairs in the music section, yeah, there was only a corner um, that was uh, dedicated to vinyl. Whereas the rest of the um upper level of the floor was just cds which is crazy because now it's almost the opposite
1: yeah like you go in on the ground floor straight away there's that like r- three rows of vinyl it's amazing
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm not complaining i prefer vinyl to cds any day that brings me to the next question which is what was the first vinyl you bought
1: Oh, oh my god, what is the first vinyl I ever bought? I think it was a Gaga one. I think it was Lady Gaga's The Fame, actually. On standard
0: black. Shock horror. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, shock horror. I mean, I probably
0: right? could have guessed that.
1: <laughs> Alongside Aphrodite. And I, I have two copies of Aphrodite, actually. By Kylie. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow, so it was one it was one sealed, one open. Like, or did you just what? Why is there two? I was like ultra deluded. So, there's one that's just the vinyl and one that's the
1: vinyl with the CD inside the vinyl. And I was like, they're different, I'll get it.
0: Oh, I didn't even know there was a copy like that with a bonus CD.
1: Yeah,
0: is it got like a different like hype sticker at the front, or is it like is there anything else that's different about it? It just has a black hype sticker that
1: says uh, Aphrodite vinyl plus CD, and that's it. That's kind of cool though. I like that.
0: It's cool. Yeah, I understand why you've got two copies. I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest, <laughs> if it was Madonna. Or are we deluded? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just let's just roll with it. <laughs> so I know you've mentioned some of your favourite artists already um, on this podcast, but I would like to know who is your ultimate fave, like your favourite artist of all time. Got to
1: be Kylie. Like, she's just... Oh, she just makes me so. You can hear the grin in my face while I'm saying her name. But like, <laughs> she's just, I've loved her since I was a kid. She makes me so happy. Like, she's one of those artists that you can just tell that she enjoys what she does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She seems like such a sweetheart, I think. And I mean, she's Australian. What can I say? Like, I'm not <laughs> going to be, I'm not going to be mad at that choice. Um, I get it. I get it. I think she's just also so unproblematic you know there's like yeah n- like she just doesn't seem to do anything wrong or say anything wrong or um and you know she brings out good pop music
1: she's our perfect pop princess pop queen in, no pop goddess in no, my eyes
0: I, <laughs> let's stick with princess goddess we already have a queen of pop <laughs> it's okay she's the goddess she's aphrodite okay all right fine fine you can have that one. Um, so what is your favourite Kylie album then? I'm just interested to know.
1: Why are you doing this to me? Adrian, why are you actually why doing do you this to me? Why do you have
0: more than one? Oh. Tell me top three then. Tell me top three. Okay, top, top three. This isn't part of the questions, by the way. This is a bonus one. <laughs> that's okay. not a bonus one that's in the middle of the questions. It's not actually at the end. Literally.
1: But Yeah. My f- okay, my favorite is Aphrodite. That album from start to finish is perfect. The era, the visuals, everything about it is perfect. But close second is probably X. And then my third favorite, believe it or not,
0: is probably Disco. Disco's good, you know. Disco yeah, is really is. good. And for her to come out with an album that good that late in her career, I think mm-hmm. is such a good achievement. I love it. I'm
1: also a rare lover of Kiss Me Once. Kiss Me Once is one of my favourite Kylie albums too. Uh
0: but. like it's got some really good songs, but I just don't think as a whole, as an album, it's that strong or it's not really a Fair. solid album, you know? Um, I think I need to listen to Aphrodite again, because again, I love a lot of songs on there. Like it's, they're really, really good. And I think the tour was amazing, like visually stunning, but I don't know it. That well. Um, but I love X. X is a good choice. That's like one of my favourites.
1: We need it on vinyl.
0: Yes, we do. We 100%. And we need body language because that's my favourite, Kylie. Well, that and the debut are like... I like them both, but body language we need. I think it's coming. It's the 20th anniversary of body language this year. Oh, yes. Fingers crossed. I think it's coming. Okay, well, that would, you know, that would make my day. So next question is... How many vinyl do you own? Oh, uh, (laughs) I mean, it can be an estimate, just a rough amount. Like if you haven't counted, that's okay.
1: (laughs) Do you know what? It's probably something close to about 500. Okay, nice. Probably. I've got, I'm just thinking of my Kallax cubes visually. I think it's close to about 500. Yeah. Maybe more.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't counted how
1: many I've got. I don't want to, because I'll just be like, what have I done?
0: <laughs> like, how many, how many shelves do you have? Kallax.
1: Yeah. Um, I've got a four by, th- I've got 12, and then another, oh my god, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I think I've got about a 16 cuba.
0: Wow, you've got more than me then, because I've got 12.
1: Bearing in mind, some of mine are um, filled up with box sets. So... Oh, Okay.
0: And are yours all, like, really jam-packed? Or do you you want to, like, kind of, you know, um, not fill it up mm, at you at know, all the way? So, yeah, so that way, like, you can kind of, like, flick through them. Because mine, you can't... I like to be
1: able to pull them out easily. I don't want them to be, like, close to each other, like, really tight. But, like, I like to be able to pull them out easily.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I need to get some more, some more shelving units because... Um, mine are just (laughs) jam-packed like it's difficult to get them out and put them back in ring and i'm probably yeah i'm probably damaging them exactly exactly what turntable and speakers do you own (laughs) oh my god you're
1: gonna judge me so hard so hard why
0: (laughs) what do you have
1: I have a uh, briefcase. No, I don't. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with them.
0: I have a... <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> no,
1: I don't. I don't. I've got just that really basic Sony Bluetooth one. The one that's like... The one that's like visually appealing that Sony came out with. And I was like, oh, I love this because it's Bluetooth. So I've
0: got that. But I think it's a good one. Yeah, it's like it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a decent turntable. Like... Yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, if I didn't want my big bulky um you know audio technica monster of a turntable then i probably would choose something like the sony one i think it's it's quite um slim and compact and it looks nice yeah so that's
1: that's i've got that and then my speakers at the moment i've got it on a uh like a bluetooth speaker but i'm gonna wire it up to these i know they're by technics my speakers oh yeah nice but i couldn't tell you the model they're from like my dad gave them to me from like when he grew up. And you know, like back in the day, those old school. Yeah, they're good. Yeah,
0: they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, I know. I really want to get some new speakers, to be honest. I feel like that would make so much difference in mm. just the the sound quality. <laughs> I don't feel, I feel like I'm not getting the most out of my my turntable and my vinyl listening experience. Mm. Mm. I need to get me some of those um Technic. Of speakers that your dad had. Let's go back to the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I can go like, you know, um, charity shops or something. But you know what? Back in the day, they used to have speakers and stuff at charity stores. But now, you know, they'll get snapped up straight away. For sure. Like everyone wants, everyone buys vinyl now. You know, everyone wants the vintage stuff. Which actually brings me to the next question, which is, do you prefer vintage vinyl or brand
1: new vinyl? Mm, I think I like a mixture of the two. I like vintage vinyl for nostalgic reasons because I have like a a few vintage records that like my mum and dad had. Like I've got a lot of Madonna's original pressings that my mum bought when she had, she gave them to me. So, and I like that they come pre-loved. I love the crackle and I I know a lot of people are like sound purists and don't like the crackle, but I do. No, I love it. Right, I think the Crackle gives you that vinyl experience. But I love new vinyl too. I love that it's given us a whole plethora of like releases that we wouldn't even think would get pressed on vinyl that are now on vinyl. And obviously the colors are pretty, so.
0: Well, you mentioned colors (laughs) and colored vinyl. So the next question, it just seems right to ask you whether you prefer classic black vinyl or colored pressings. I like both.
1: I'm I, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, vintage black all the way or like coloured all the way. I like both. They both add something totally different to the mix. I just think in a time when like so many different variants come out, like black is always an option too, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, it depends on a multitude of things. Like sometimes black vinyl just works with an album cover. Sometimes coloured does. I love... I don't want to be one of those people that says... Oh, I don't like colored vinyl because I love it. I'm 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 a sucker for it. But I like I I know it's a really on the fence answer, but I love both.
0: No, that's fair. Like I kind of feel the same way. Like I do buy colored vinyl and I do like a good colored pressing. However, I love classic black vinyl too. Um I feel like there's a spot for, or a space for both of them in my collection, yeah. you know.
1: I mean, I know the one that I don't like, but that's another story.
0: Well, tell me, what, what vinyl don't you like?
1: Uh, I just don't like clear vinyl, like crystal clear.
0: Oh, I love, I love crystal clear vinyl. I don't like when it's foggy. Like, you know, when it's like a... um Milky. Milky, cloudy, clear. I don't like that at all. Um, but um, I really like crystal clear.
1: I would prefer... A vinyl if it is cloudy because at least it's got some substance to it for me like i just think clear vinyl is just lazy i don't know i just I, I, it just doesn't add anything for me i just I, I, I don't know i just oh it gives it gives me the, the ick
0: as the, <laughs> the gen z's would say <laughs> i guess we've just got different tastes and that's fine like yeah you know i'm not a huge fan of red vinyl or white vinyl i think I find white vinyl, you can just see the dust and the dirt on it too much. Um, And red is just overdone. 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 It's everywhere. And it just reminds me of Target pressings. So, (laughs) you know, like, which is, there's nothing wrong with Target pressings, but it's like, why couldn't Target just um, have the red pressings? Hey, it's got its place. It's got its place. So the next question is, What is the most you have ever spent on one particular vinyl record?
1: Oh, in hindsight, I actually don't think this is that bad of a price, but I think the most I've ever spent is getting one of my biggest ISOs back in 2020 and it's for the Madonna Celebration vinyl.
0: Did you buy that resale?
1: yeah i never had it like i remember seeing it in front of me in hmv i never bought it i don't know why oh damn yeah i bought it on resale in 2020 and i paid 120 pounds
0: for it i think compared to what it goes for now Mm -hmm. like you probably bought it at the right time
1: i'm sorry but it is the ultimate madonna greatest hits if you're gonna if you're gonna own anything of madonna's on vinyl It's got to be that because it's got everything from her entire career on it. Like it's an incredible set.
0: Yeah, this is true. This is true. I mean, I prefer the Immaculate Collection because I quite like sometimes just listening to the different because obviously it was done in Q sound. It was recorded in Q sound, which was a different Mm. sound at the time. Um, And they've all been, you know, slightly remixed. So they're very different to what I'm used to when I listen to the album versions um, so I really like that as a collection. Plus it's like, I don't know. It's just the original. It's the OG. It's the one that, you know, sold the, the most, um, it's like one of the best selling greatest hits albums ever, but you know what? You're right. If you want all of her newer stuff as well, then Celebration's the one to have because it's four vinyl, isn't it? Yeah it's
1: for vinyl and it has her best song on it
0: What's your idea of her best song (laughs) (laughs) Okay Am I going uh, going to agree with you Or are we going to have to end the podcast here
1: We're probably going to have to end the podcast Um... (laughs) I mean there's
0: not that many Madonna songs that I don't like So you might be safe
1: It's in my top three Madonna songs I just love it so much It's Celebration I love that song so much
0: Okay We might have to end it (laughs) whatever Um, no you know what it's not that bad you could have said something else you could have said you know um i don't know what song
1: candy perfume
0: girl oh do you not like that
1: you know how i feel about ray of light
0: oh no i don't know i don't know
1: everyone says it's her best album i don't see it it's actually one of my least favorites it's i think the songs that i like on there that are good are good but the rest is trash Confessions is her best album and I'm sticking by it. Okay,
0: well, I never liked Ray of Light when it came out. I wasn't a huge fan. I was too young um, when it came out and I couldn't really appreciate it for what it for what it is or what it was at the time. Um, and it wasn't until I got older and I listened to it properly and I really connected with the lyrics and just the production. And I was able to see you know, the vision behind it and just how good of an album it is. Um, It's not my favourite, but I do really like it. But I know a lot of Madonna fans, like, that's their top, you know, that's their favourite. They, you know, say that's her um, magnum opus, um, Mm. you know, her best, her best, most critically acclaimed album. Um, But, you know, it's not my personal favourite. Confessions is great, though. Confessions is such a consistent, you know, album, like, all the tracks flow, like, literally flow into each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just such a vibe. Like, that disco sound and that dance pop sound was just perfect for her. It's
1: incredible. Incredible. And if she doesn't sing Sorry on tour, we're going to have words.
0: (laughs) 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 What? Yeah, well, she's got so many hits to choose from. I feel like everybody is going to be disappointed in one way or another. She's she's not going to be able to do them all, so you know um but we shall see we shall see i'm very very intrigued to find out what she's going to choose me too me too it's going to be good um i'm not sure why or how this podcast turned into a madonna one but because <laughs> it's you because it's me that wasn't my fault i'm pretty sure you you brought it up <laughs> by asking me the you, most said, I've celebra- on the you line said celebration you said celebration Um, but no, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, so you were able to get that Madonna vinyl, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, but do you have a vinyl that you are searching for? Your what's your biggest ISO in search of? Um what would be that one record that if you found it, it would just like complete you? (laughs) Good question. I've got like a couple
1: that come to mind, but I'd say the main ones that i'm hunting for is it's an ali and aj one it's their sanctuary volume one that they did So okay. i'm really on the hunt yeah i'm really on the hunt for that i really really am on the hunt for christina aguilera uh, back to basics i really want that to get repressed um but though i'd say those two are the ones that come to mind the most for me didn't
0: ali and a- didn't ali and aj do um like a restock of that sanctuary thing
1: no, they did um, Sanctuary Volume 2. Um, oh, are
0: there two volumes?
1: Yeah, th- so it's for their Sanctuary members and they released like an exclusive Sanctuary vinyl. Um, I managed to get to, uh, number two because my friend didn't want it. Um, and he's on Sanctuary, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, Sanctuary Hang Volume on. 1, forget.
0: I'm it. confused. What is this Sanctuary thing? What is this Sanctuary business so, you speak about? So of? Sanctuary
1: is like <laughs> Alien 8. A- it's Ali and AJ's um, like fan club that you either pay monthly for or you pay yearly for and then you get like exclusive content and like exclusive merch and then when they drop vinyl they usually do like a sanctuary exclusive like it's a cool concept but it's expensive
0: (laughs) oh wow okay I did not know that did not know that. So your friend's part of it or you're part of it. So my friend is part of it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I know Madonna used to do that back in the day with icon membership and used to pay and you'd get like a monthly magazine or was it, maybe it was um, quarterly. I'm not sure. I never, I, I was too young when it came out and I just couldn't afford to pay for the the membership
1: do you remember mariah's no honey bee fly what was it honey bee fly you must remember it no i
0: don't i don't i think whenever any artist had a fan club and you had to pay a membership fee i was just like i could never afford it or i would rather spend my money on the actual like cds or vinyl or you know, that or concert tickets and that kind of thing rather than on a membership. I hear I that. have no idea Mariah had honey honey bee. Honey bee fly, she called it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Mariah.
1: <laughs> I love her.
0: Yes, yeah, so do I. So do I. She is hilarious. Honey bee fly.
1: Speaking of, glitter is another one of my ISOs.
0: Me too. I mean, I've got the promo. I've got the promo, the, the EU promo, but I want, I want the US pressing or the, you know, the pressing with the, um, the cover. I want the cover. Yeah. Cause that cover art that those, that Photoshopped cover art is just iconic. Ah. <laughs> that whole era was iconic. But it is. <laughs> for the it wrong is. reasons. It is. I mean, that, that could be a whole nother podcast episode. We mm-hmm. could do a glitter episode because I have a lot to say about glitter. I love it. <laughs> Sign me up. okay i'll keep you in mind and for the final question which upcoming vinyl release are you looking forward to like what have you pre-ordered um that you're really um looking forward to receiving
1: there's a couple that i've got um i'd say the first and foremost is ellie goulding's new album higher than heaven i'm really excited i mean she's one of my favorite artists
0: when does that come out
1: uh it's been pushed back and it comes out Uh, again and it comes
0: out april 7th so i saw something on instagram or maybe it was tiktok i'm not sure but she was doing a listening party but it was like a silent disco listening party which was like wearing like everyone was wearing headphones and they were all dancing and she was there did you see that is this is this ellie yeah i'm pretty sure
1: i'm not sure
0: (laughs) maybe i need (laughs) to look into that and if it's not real (laughs) i cut it out from the podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and if I'm it, not and sure. if it, and if it is real, then um, it makes the cut, and you have to go and do your research. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely
1: fine, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Ellie Gording's new album, and I'm really excited to seeing that green pressing that she's done. It looks really cool, and Jessie Ware, Jessie Ware, I'm super excited for.
0: Okay, so I wasn't excited for Jessie Ware. I'm a huge Jessie Ware fan. I have everything. By her on vinyl, I have her whole discography so far Um, I was only missing Tough Love But I actually found it Um, I found a copy of it, so I now have everything But I have to admit I pre-ordered the new album Because I need to have everything by Jessie Not because I'm actually excited about it I don't like the new songs The two new songs However, Pearls is slowly slowly starting to grow on me
1: pearls is my song of the year i'm obsessed
0: with it i mean you (laughs) you and i (laughs) you? you and i for anyone who doesn't know well everybody who doesn't know and is listening nick and i have very very different taste i mean we may it may have come across so far in this episode that we both like kylie that we both like madonna but just wait the longer we talk the more we get into this episode, you will start to realise that Nick and I have very, very different, different taste um, in, in music. But this is why we have great combo. Yes, this is why. This is why. Um, you know what? The Jesse Ware song is a great song. So, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying the reason why I couldn't get into it is because I'm a little bit over... This disco stuff. Like, get... Like, move on. Like, move on now. Like, I... And you... I don't know whether you know this, but I'm someone who really likes when artists evolve, switch things up, experiment a little bit. You need to stick to your signature sound, but you need to find a way of switching it up a little bit, keeping it fresh, keeping it new. Okay? I... I'm not a huge fan of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. You know, because it starts getting boring, especially in this day and age where things um, don't stick stick around for long. You know, like you know, people get over things really quickly, and I just feel like it's playing it safe. And your last album, What's Your Pleasure, was incredible, amazing, such a great disco album. And now the next two singles or the first two singles from this upcoming album are also disco tracks that could very well have fit on the last album. I'm hoping that the rest of the album switches it up a little bit. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like, yeah, this is good. But do we need a part two?
1: Yes. In short, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Nick needs a part two, but I don't know if Adrian <laughs> needs a part two. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Everyone's living for it.
0: <laughs> but I'll get back to you on that one. Like as soon as it's released <laughs> and we realise it's actually an amazing album full of bangers, full of bops, <laughs> um, then I will, I will, I will um, apologise. I'm going to keep hold of the voice note you send me when you're like,
1: oh my God, Nick, I don't know what pressing to buy.
0: <laughs> no, I've already, um, I've, I've pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered the red one. Did you pre-order the same one?
1: I've pre-ordered both of them, but I'm anticipating her doing an in-store signing. And if she does, I'll be going.
0: Okay. So you've got, you've ordered the black and the red. Correct. Did you order the signed black or you just ordered the regular and you're going to go to an in-store? I think it
1: only comes signed. You can't get the regular.
0: What a, yeah, you can on Amazon. Can you? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I put it on her web store because I wanted the cassette and the CD and the signed art <laughs> Oh, okay.
0: So you got it all. <clears throat> Give it all to him. <laughs> so the next part of the podcast is where we talk about what new vinyl um, we have bought or received, if we bought online, um, what we're spinning, what is on your turntable at the moment.
1: What am I spinning? What am I spinning? I'm actually still spinning. A for Max, Diamonds and Dance Floors. Still, yes, I'm obsessed with that album. Why? Because it's incredible.
0: <laughs> um, is it though? Is it? Yes, it's easy listening. It's super fun pop music. I love. Her. I mean, yeah, it might it might be easy listening. It might be fun pop, but is it incredible?
1: Yes, to me it is.
0: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I honestly thought you'd be over it by this stage. <laughs> nope um what variant no silly question i was gonna ask you what variants do you have what what vinyl did you buy but i'm going to guess that you bought like every variant under the sun
1: i bought all four are there four i'm obsessed with that album
0: okay wow when you said you liked it i didn't know you actually really liked it i'm adrian how many times i have to say this to you i'm obsessed with it (laughs) Okay, should we move right along? Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, sorry. I know, I'm being harsh. Like, I mean, if you like it, you like it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else that you're spinning? Like, anything good that you might be spinning?
1: You need to stop right now. I mean, apart from Diamonds and dance floors, I'm spinning, I think everyone's spinning this at the moment, Miley's new album.
0: Yeah, even I am. Even I am, actually. And I'm not a huge Miley fan, but I, that's what's on my turntable at the moment. It's good. Yeah, w- yeah. W- like What are your faves? What do you think? Like... Right. Okay. I was super excited when she
1: dropped Flowers, and I think the whole world was. That song is incredible, right? It's
0: actually probably one of my favourite pop songs of the year. So Me far. too. I mean, I know we're only in March, but it's so good. It's so good. I love the fact that it sounds a little country. It obviously started the demos, like now we've heard the demo. It's like, you know, almost an acoustic, slowed down version of it, um, like ballad style. But it's like also has been given this kind of pop dance disco kind of revamp and it sounds it almost sounds like ABBA to me at times and I love it I've heard it out at the club and it goes off like it is great um I when I listen to it I I it just puts me in such a good mood it's just such a unique song it's such
1: a unique song I love it and look the album is good and the more I listen to it I'm preferring it but on, I, I do think the tracks that I like, like Jaded, River, Violet Chemistry, and Flowers, the tracks that I like, I like. The tracks that I don't like, i.e. Island, dire. Uh, hang Get on, wait.
0: It. Absolutely not. Island is one of the best tracks on that album. Hands no, down. Yes, it is. Delete it. See, this is where... See, this is the perfect example of you and I having very, very different tastes because Island is up there with my top three. I can't get enough of that song. I think it's such a beautiful song that just... It's such a vibe. It's such a vibe for me. It's dire. It's a little bit kumbaya. It's a little bit. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a little bit... I can't work out whether it's, like, singing around a campfire or whether it's, like, on a beach in Hawaii. I, I can't quite work out which one it is, but for some reason, I love it.
1: If you want that vibe, go to Malibu. That is a good song from Miley in that vibe that you're describing. This is trash.
0: Oh, have you watched the... um? Backyard session thing on Disney Plus. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Did you not? Did did that not change your mind? Because the no. island was a great performance. That she like. I don't know. I just really like it. I connect with it. I don't know why. Nah, it's not for me. I, I don't know why I connect with it. It's not like I live on an island. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I just.
1: Well, she's another one. Like she had how many variants for that? Four. Which one did you get?
0: Um. So yeah, the four. There was the classic black the white one, the clear, and the red. Mm. I actually got the classic black because I think it suits the cover the best. Honestly, it sounds really good as Mm -hmm. well. And I've just had enough of red vinyl. Like, the red one is cool because I think it sort of matches the bathing outfit that she's wearing um, in the booklet um, that's inside the vinyl. But in terms of what she's wearing on the cover... And I think just the blue and the black, it's just so striking. And I'm sorry, but I just think the black vinyl just works the best in this instance. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's a really solid choice. It's a really solid choice. Like, But then again, I'm not the kind of person that thinks black vinyl is never an option, where I know to some people it never is, you know? But you're right. It works. I personally went for the red one. I went for the red one just because, like... I like it when like colors of the vinyl pick out small accents. So even though it's not ultra visible on the cover, her lips are red. And you know, you can't, you know, kind of like, um, George Michael's older when like the green one matches with just the green in his
0: eyes. I like oh, that picture yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I didn't even think about that. It's funny you should mention that about black vinyl not being an option for some people because I actually, um, had a few people in my DMs, Um, on Instagram and a few people comment on my Instagram post, um, of the, of the black Miley vinyl saying, um, why'd you Mm. choose the black one? And almost as if like I made the wrong choice or I should have chosen the colored one. That should have been my first preference. And I only should have been getting the black vinyl if the other one sold out. And that was my only option. Mm -hmm. But I actually deliberately chose that and i wanted that one you know yeah i mean for me black vinyl is just classic you know the majority of vinyl pressed is on black vinyl Mm. from the very beginning of time to now it's only been recently that colored vinyl has really started to you know be um a lot of people's preference yeah but i say stick to the classics you know but i do like a colored pressing as well And if one of the options had have been something that I was really um, vibing with and really liking, I would have chosen that. But unfortunately, red didn't do it for me. There's too many red pressings out there. The crystal clear just wasn't just it wasn't striking. It was a bit bland. White vinyl, I don't love because it gets dirty. So for me, it was black. I didn't know that you got those DMs, firstly,
1: but like. I feel like the only person's opinion that matters in any scenario, whether it's you or whoever, or whoever's listening to this wanting to buy a record, the only person's opinion that matters on what vinyl they're going to buy is yours. It's your money being spent. It's your decision being made. Mm. It's your collection. It's being added to. So at the end of the day, like, there are four variants. Like, some, and it is sad to see that black vinyl is just disregarded. And even in the social media world, in the vinyl community, like, post a black vinyl variant your likes aren't going to be as much whatever it's just what everyone wants to consume but people have just got to stick with their choices you like the black one that's all that matters
0: yeah and i mean i, I like the dms that i got i liked the comments about um you know the the black vinyl or uh, because it creates discussion yeah you know um so nothing against any comments that people made um cuz again if people prefer to buy a colored vinyl then that's their choice. And that's amazing. Um, because I choose colored vinyl as well, um, for certain releases. Um, but I just, um, I found it really interesting and I didn't actually realize how many people do disregard classic black vinyl, you know? Yeah, I get it. So this brings me to the main topic of this episode. Um, and I think Nick, you are the perfect person to help me discuss this and talk about this. It's about signed vinyl and the value of signed items, you know, from our favorite artists. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about how signed vinyl or signed items back in the day were a rarity and something really special and hard to come by. You know, back in the day, to be able to get an item signed by your favourite artists, you were required to either run into them by chance, (laughs) um, which rarely happens, or attend a meet and greet um, at one of their shows, or wait around after a show um, to try and catch them um, at the, you know the back door of an arena or a stadium or, you know, wherever they're playing and, you know, (laughs) hand the vinyl to them, hand them a pen that you've been carrying around on that off chance and, you know, ask them to sign your item and hope that they don't turn you down. It's really moved from that to actually now being able to go online and purchase a signed CD or a signed art card or a vinyl that's been signed, like we we mentioned it earlier um, when we were talking about the Jesse Ware um, vinyl and the fact that you were actually able to order that album signed, so that's going to arrive to you signed by Jesse Ware. Um, I just recently ordered the Kaliuchus, um signed CD, and that that arrived signed by by her. And although it's exciting to have that item I'm kind of just like oh yeah I've got a signed like I didn't meet her it takes away the novelty and just how special it is to meet your favorite artist I don't know what do you think what's what are your thoughts on this topic
1: this is a really broad topic and I and it's one that I feel I've given it a lot of thought but you're right We've, we've definitely come from a place of where the only way to get something signed by your favourite artist, as you said, is going to a show, bumping into them, going to a signing, a meet and greet, whatever. Those were the only ways. But now it's I feel like signed stuff has very much become part of the album launch uh. and shifting numbers, which I think is the wrong reason to be able to shift numbers. Because you're giving people an incentive to buy your album again because it's signed. Yeah. Um,
0: It's a marketing strategy, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Now it's very much become an expectation that an artist is going to have something signed. And when they don't, people are very shocked by it. There's pros and cons to both. I feel like the cons... We'll start off with the cons. I feel like the cons are it kind of takes away the novelty exactly as you said it of owning a signed item by your favorite artist and especially when it gets to the point when people start to create like hierarchies of signed stuff like it's like oh the best thing to have is that when you get it signed in person but then having the jacket signed or like having an art card signed like it starts to create this hierarchy of signed items when having the artist's signature should be really special and it's like oh I've got it I've ordered, like, Taylor Swift Midnight's, for example. Some people have got, like, four of Taylor Swift's signature now just sitting there when you would have never had that in the first place, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, what about personalised stuff? You know, do you like when a vinyl has been signed um, to you and personalised? Or or do you like it just a general, just a signature by the artist?
1: Well, like, that that very much differentiates like a lot of the stuff in my collection. Like when I look at my collection, the vinyl that I've gone to get signed in person is more special to me because they sign it to me with my name and usually I would ask the artist to like write their favorite lyric of that album on the jacket as well and then sign it. So that's why like those are
0: special to me. See, I don't like vinyl that has my name on it. I prefer not to be like too Adrian. I I think the lyric thing is really cool because you could ask them to write your favorite lyric and that still has, you know, sentimental value. And that still is kind of personalized in a way, but I don't know. I just got something about having my name on a record. I just rather have their name. They made the record. Don't have my name on it. I don't know. There's just something little that I don't really like.
1: I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Like I also have A bit of OCD, like, if I only have one copy of the album to get signed, I tend to like them to sign it on the gatefold inside, because I like to have
0: the cover, like, fresh. I don't know why. Okay, that's interesting. Gotta get over that, to be honest. See, that would really get to me, and I would want it on display, like, it needs to be on the front. I don't want it to be hidden on the inside, you know? Mm. But I guess we've all got different, you know things that we like. But again, that's personal to you and that's personal to me. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And you can actually ask the artist how you want them to sign it because you've met them in person. Yeah. You know, rather than like just ordering it online. Um I was, st- I was thinking about it and I was like, when did this change and why did this change? Why did this ordering on a signature online or a signed item online, when did this happen? And I think a lot of it has to do with the pandemic. Yes. And the fact that during the pandemic, artists weren't able to tour and they made... A- so artists make a lot of their money from ticket sales um, when they are touring But unfortunately, they weren't able to do that during the pandemic. So they had to think of other ways to sell their physical copies um, or to make money. And selling vinyl and selling different vinyl variants, different colored vinyl, was one way of doing it. And I think then selling signed items was another way. I see your train of thought and I agree with you. But I think it was, it almost fell
1: into the fact that signing became a big way of shifting records because I thought signing was a way to replace in-store signings during the pandemic because obviously we couldn't do them and Uh in-store signings has always been a big thing especially in my entire life like I've been to so many in-store signings and that's always been a big thing Okay, and I think it started off that way during the pandemic to give the fans something signed and then they saw how many were were being shifted and then I think it started to become this huge thing as part of the album release
0: I never thought of it that way but that does make a lot of sense yeah no you're right um so speaking of in-store signings and meet and greets um, I know that you're someone who is a very big fan of that and you've been to a lot. Can you tell me any um, that stick out in your mind, any good memories, any artists that you've met that maybe um, were surprised you when you met them in real life, maybe weren't as warm as you thought they might be, maybe were a lot nicer than you thought they were going to be? I don't know. Just like any experiences you've had. I would love to hear some of them.
1: Oh, I've been to a lot. I've been to a lot. Um, the one that sticks out to me the most is probably when I met Kylie. I was going to say, because that was... it
0: has to be Kylie. I if mean... you didn't say Kylie, there'd be a problem.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was, it's the one that was obviously going to mean the most to me. And she's exactly how I expected her to be in person. Like I met her at Kiss Me Once and I met her at the Golden album uh-huh. signing as well. And she was just amazing more so at Kiss Once, I had a bit of time with her but at Golden it was very rushed but she still gave you that moment I love that and that golden vinyl is just one of my prized possessions in my collection like it means the absolute world to me and then there's like a few others as well that I can think of like Um, I went to Jessie Ware's book signing and I took my album with me. She was the, one of the nicest people I've ever, you were in London at the time. I was supposed to see you Yeah, I was supposed
0: to meet up with you and we were supposed to go to that signing, but, um, it didn't happen. We didn't link up until after. Um, but I did buy, I, and I think one of the reasons why I actually wasn't as upset about the fact that I missed that was because I already had the vinyl signed. I bought the vinyl signed. And so was like, oh, I don't need to get the book signed. But I actually could have met her in person. But do you see how, like, this whole shift and this change in, like, you know, um, selling signed items actually s- changed my whole way of thinking? Yeah. You know,
1: like... And see, I think a really good point to add on to that. So, first of all, from my perspective, like... Even if I could order online, I would much rather meet them in person. Like, yeah, uh, like the, those experiences are incredible. But I think a really good thing to add to your point is that and this is a pro of selling signed things online. We've got to remember that from a U- from a UK level, like most things happen in London, right now, obviously, c- c- COVID is gone and, and a lot of in-store signings are happening. There's a lot more signings that are happening across the UK in HMVs and rough trades, which is amazing. Mm. But for the most part, most things happen in London. Yeah. And I think a pro of selling things online is it gives fans a chance to own something signed of their favourite artists when they would never be able to to meet them in person or go to a signing. And even in other countries, like we're forgetting there's fans in other countries that don't get the opportunity to meet their of artists. Course. So this is their only way. So I think that's important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a big pro I think in, um, you know, selling signed items online and just allowing all fans, um, you know, to be able to own a little piece of, um, you know, uh, their favorite artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I know we've jumped back and forth a little bit here, but, um, you said Jesse Ware was a really, uh, good artist to meet, uh, really friendly, um, artist, which I can imagine that being the case. She just seems so down to earth and so funny.
1: She's incredible, honestly. Her laugh is amazing. Her energy is amazing. She was just so lovely. Yeah,
0: I can tell that even when seeing her live, like I've been to all of her tours and you can just tell her presence on stage um, and just, you know, uh, yeah, she just seems really, really cool. We should go together to the next tour. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm up for it for sure. Um, Every time I see Jessie, it's in London anyway. I've never seen her here in Manchester, so might as well just come to London again. <laughs> cool, cool. Was there an artist that, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk badly about any artist. I was going to say, was there any artist that, like, surprised you? Without speaking badly about them, was there any artist that we, you were just like, oh, that was an awkward um encounter or an awkward situation? Um, I'm going to be honest with you.
1: and This sounds like such a pageant answer, but every single experience I've had has actually been quite
0: positive. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, if I was to ever meet Madonna, I haven't met Madonna. It's one of my goals and dreams in life. Um, One thing that, you know, I haven't been able to tick off just yet. Um, I think if I ever met Madonna, I think that would be a very disappointing experience. I can imagine her cussing me out or just saying something really horrible or ignoring me (laughs) or something. I can just imagine her being really, really horrible and i would love every second of it <laughs> this i was literally going to say
1: she could spit in your and face and i would love and it would love oh it.
0: gosh yeah um but yeah i don't know i guess that makes them the artists that they are sometimes you just kind of expect that from them don't you
1: yeah um i've got one coming up um i'm super super excited i've wanted to meet her. i've been a fan of her since the beginning of her career i've mentioned her already but ellie Goulding... I'm going to her signing. I'm finally going to meet her. I cannot wait. Have you got any coming up? Have you got any that you know about? Or any of you been to that stick out to you?
0: Um, I don't have any coming up. Like I've got a concert coming up. I'm going to go see Flo. But in terms of meet and greet, I actually have a story. This is going to be good. Um, well, yeah, I back in the day, back in when I was in high school. So a long, long time ago, I actually met Destiny Child. Believe it or not. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I met Beyoncé. Yep. Beyoncé, yes, I did. Um and I met Kelly Rowland and I met Michelle Williams. Um they actually were in Australia for the promo tour um for writings on the wall. Um, it was when Michelle Williams and Farrah um, just joined Destiny's Child. And now they said that Farrah was sick. She was unwell, so she couldn't travel to Australia and be part of that tour. Um, but actually, I think she'd left by then. So it was the three members, they were doing a signing at a shopping centre, shopping mall, um, which is so random. And I got my... Writings on the Wall CD signed, so I have a signed CD of that, and I got to meet the girls and speak to them. So Beyonce was like, "Are you coming to the show tonight?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." And she's like, "Well, see you there." <laughs> and I'm like, as if you're gonna see me there, but all right, yeah, cool. And then Kelly Rowland, because at the time I was in high school, I had like spiky hair, like gelled hair, like. Probably had a whole tub of gel in my hair and Kelly Rowland was like, Oh my God, I love your hair. Can I touch it? And i said, yes, go ahead. You know, <laughs> um, do whatever you like. And um, then I was like, I'm never washing my hair ever again. <laughs> and Michelle Williams just kind of sat there and smiled. So <laughs> she didn't really do, <laughs> she didn't really do much. But um, the awkward part of it is that Beyonce signed her picture. Kelly Rowland signed her picture But because it was the writings on the wall album and it had the old members on the cover, Michelle Williams had nowhere to sign. So she signed the corner, (laughs) the bottom corner. It's so awkward. Like her, her signature is like right in the bottom.
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah. I was almost like, could you just not sign it? (laughs) Uh, but no, it's really cool. Really cool. <laughs> wow. I love meeting them. I, I love all three of them. I actually love Destiny's Child more than I like any of, you know, the girl's solo careers, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, they were my first... I didn't know they that. They my first, like, concert I ever went to was Destiny's wow. Child. Yeah, yeah. And I love Kelly Rowland as well. I just love her too. She's so lovely. She's my favourite. She's so nice. Um... So that's my little like claim to fame signing. But I used to go to so many little like promo tours and little concerts and CD signings um, at shopping centres and shopping malls back in Australia. Yeah.
1: Did you ever do hotels?
0: Uh, No, but (laughs) do you know Australian pop stars? You know the show Pop Stars? It's kind of yes. like X Factor, but like it was the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first season, there was a group, a girl group that won, and their name was Bardot. Have you heard of them?
1: Mm hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, so when I went to Sydney with my family, my family and I went to Sydney uh, on a holiday because I'm from Melbourne. So we went on a holiday there and we stayed um, at a hotel um, in Darling Harbour. And. One day when my dad and I were going out to get some food for lunch, we were in the elevator, the lift um, of the hotel and the doors open and uh, this woman comes into the lift and the lift closes. And I'm like, she looks really, really familiar. And then all of a sudden I go absolutely like white in the face. Like I've seen a ghost. I go silent. My dad's just kind of almost nudging me like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Okay. And then as soon as she left, I was like, Dad, Dad. It was one of the members of Bardot. <laughs> it was Belinda from Bardot. And funny enough, we discovered that they were staying in the room above us in the same hotel. So I actually never went to hotels to meet artists or, you know, try and get things signed. But that doesn't count. I was is. staying in the same hotel as 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 a, a pop group an australian pop group so i don't know
1: that doesn't count doesn't it come back to me when you've waited 12 hours outside the langham
0: hotel to meet lady gaga oh my goodness no i will not be doing that i don't even do that for madonna but i do <laughs> i i wait i do wait that long um to queue up for like front row um a front row position at a concert so i do that for madonna but i've never waited outside a hotel but did you meet her though in the end
1: yeah that's where i got my my iconic paparazzi shot with her and she signed my um the fame monster the super deluxe edition you know that cool book that she did for the fame monster that had like a lock of her hair in it and stuff like that
0: oh wow that's amazing that'd be worth an absolute fortune it was one of the best days of my life meeting her oh nice nice that's so cool i love that but never again i won't be doing hotels ever again. yeah i will never be doing hotels (laughs) period (laughs) (laughs) um plus i'm just getting too old for that i'm even getting too old to do the queuing up at a concert um i will be doing it for the upcoming madonna celebration tour in barcelona i will definitely be doing that um and i will be doing that for beyonce but for Beyonce, I've got Club Renaissance tickets, and that little pit in the middle there, that circle, is tiny. is tiny, so I probably don't need to queue for that. I could probably come a little bit later and still, you know, be guaranteed a really good spot.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. Like, I'm getting too old for standing, period. Unless it's one of my, like, favourite artists. I'm happy with a seat now Uh, yeah
0: well i know i know because the last few concerts um that you've bought tickets for um you've chosen seating over standing yeah and i'm really happy about it (laughs) (laughs) are you oh well see no sometimes i just i just need to be right there at the front i don't know i get really jealous i get it i get really jealous like when i'm sitting in a seat and i'm seeing all the people right at the front there on the floor i'm just like that's where I want to be. Why did I choose to sit down? I get it. Plus, I always want to stand up when I've got seated tickets. And then people in- behind me get really angry and tell me to sit down. I'm just like, we're at a concert, guys. Like, what is this? I'm not going to sit down. And they're probably like, well, you should have got standing tickets then.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I said, it depends on, like, who it is. If it's some, If it's someone that I want to stand for, I'll stand. But nowadays, I'm like, it's cheaper. I'll sit. Like, I'm happy. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, for Jesse Ware, I always get seated tickets. Because I guess it's the type of show as well. Yeah. You know, not all shows are high-energy shows. And some of them, you know, you just don't mind, um, you know, taking a seat <laughs> and chilling.
1: Is this you telling me that for Jesse Ware, we're going to go seated?
0: No, I'm fine. But you just told me that you, you don't do standing anymore. So... Why are you changing your mind? Like
1: I said, it depends who it is. It, and Jesse, where this album, I'm going to want to Okay, stand fine. For sure. Fine. We'll
0: stand. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Especially being like a pop disco album. I'm, I'm cool with that. And when Pearls comes on, forget about it. Oh, I will love it. I will love it by then. I'm already starting to like it. Trust me. <laughs> and I think it's going to make more sense in like when we hear the album in full, I think. And we go
1: to the signing together. Yes.
0: And then the concert. Wow. Lots of, lots of upcoming plans to look (laughs) things to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to the end of the episode. Unfortunately, Um, I feel like we could keep talking on and on and on about trashy pop music, about your bad taste in pop music.
1: Hey, (laughs) I'll have you know, Nick knows music. All right.
0: (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I haven't even introduced your, your um, Instagram yet? Um, you're you're jumping you're jumping ahead, um, but no, you know I love music. You love music. We both collect vinyl. We've just got so much to talk about, and I've really really enjoyed myself. So thank you so much for being my special guest.
1: Hey, you're one of my best friends. I love listening to your damn podcast. So the second you asked me, I was like,
0: of course. <laughs> so yeah, I had a blast. I'm glad. Oh, and you know what? We'll probably end up WhatsApping each other after this and being like, Oh, we forgot to talk about this. Or we should have, I should have said this. I should have said that. But, um, you know, we've always got something to talk about, but you do have an Instagram. So if you know, anyone wants to check out your collection and you know, the vinyl you're spinning or what you're into, what is your Instagram handle?
1: yeah thanks uh you can catch me over at nick knows
0: music nick knows music amazing and for anyone who wants to check me out on instagram my handle is at adrian 163 final well until next time until the next opportunity when i um i call you up and say nick i need someone for another episode <laughs> <laughs> until next time just um yeah keep spinning
1: Now let the music play. (laughs)